Dog, I was just hey. listening to For the Record by me and Ryan Richards. Uh. This nigga, dog, this nigga Ryan has always been ill with the with the uh with the, the spitting beats. dog. Oh, with the, the, the beats and the spitting. Like Rudy said he back activated like X curls and I'm pro black like America's new world. Remember? Mm. Complexion, election, black mm. house president, big diamond necklace. Mm. Like nah, uh, he's, he's yeah, always like he's, he's always been so, so nice. Yeah, I had this conversation <laughs> with RJ. Like his 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 lines are always like if you read them, it's straight poetry. Yeah. Okay, uh, you got everything set up? Yeah, I, I have the R pressed in. It is red. <laughs> it is ready to go. All righty. Ready to do this? Yeah. Three, two, one. You know, Earl, like, it's really weird. Uh, you're kind of throwing me for a loop here. You're, you're sort of like a black hipster. Why do these niggas exist? I'm so happy that you Welcome to the Any Last Words Podcast. Any Last Words Podcast. I'm Keon. I am Earl Lonnie Hooks. And we're back at it again. Lonnie you... Lot, Hunted Block. All day. Beddington. D- DJ Almighty in the house. You know what? Huh. I probably don't talk about that as much as I should. I don't. Uh, you yeah, know, I mean, it, yeah, I, it's I not like I, you. You would think it was some. It would be something that comes up more often. I Just think be, the, probably the only reason we haven't is because it's been quarantined, so you haven't been. You able know what? To really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but if you, right. but if you were, if you were doing gigs like you were before this, yeah, 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 it would yeah. definitely be more of a topic. Yeah, that, that's a thousand percent. Yeah, I, and I was th- I was thinking about it too. I was like, you know, with that being a passion, I wish I could speak about it more, but I don't really have a lot of shit to talk about because nothing is happening. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we just bring up old, old, yeah. wedding, old weddings <clears throat> and in school events that you've done. Yeah, nah. Slash bars here and there. Yeah, no, that is a, it's an interesting topic. It's it's an interesting atmosphere, but I, I definitely once, once shit start popping off again, we're gonna get into that. What has more. been? I'm not gonna ask you to give a specific instance that was mm-hmm. a favorite, but if you, but if you could sum up. Like wedding experiences, because you've done how many weddings now? Like DJ. Um, <clears throat> I think I've only DJed maybe like since I really got a, since I really started popping off in the last yeah. few years. I've yeah. only done maybe like three or four weddings. You heard this nigga? He been popping off in the last few years. <laughs> you know um, what I mean, it's progress. What's What's interesting is that um, weddings are probably my favorite events to DJ, but they don't I, come around quite as often. Right. I mean, you know clearly, saying? yeah, because bars yeah. are open every weekend. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? School events. Yeah. I mean, wh- how many school events have you done? Um, I've done, I've done, I've done, I've done a handful for like PG County. I've done a couple of things um, out in like Ellicott City as well. I've got a good partnership with um, this lady out in Ellicott City. She's on uh, the PTA okay. for one of her kids' school and she she's hit me okay. multiple times uh, linking me up. And so this guy I know in PG County, He's um the president of his PTA um and he been he be he be getting me all the time too. It is it's really it's like two different worlds, dog. 
yeah, yeah, I know that's kind of what I wanted to hone in. I wanted to further investigate this because I could see why it would be, I mean, completely two different worlds. It makes all the sense. I mean, one world you have alcohol, the other you don't. Right. You know what I mean? You're dealing with adults over here, so you're going to have explicit, well, however explicit they would like it to be, but right. definitely a lot more explicit music, explicit lyrics. And then clearly over here, you're just playing Old Town Road by Nas X. Pretty and, much. <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck it is that the kids want, you know, the wobble. The, the whip line, and the nae Yeah, line dances, things yeah. like that. Um, okay, and then and then there's the bar thing that's like every weekend, I guess that varies. Yeah, that's going to vary. Um, and then, you know, in the, in those types of environments, you get, you're getting, you get a bunch of drunk people with requests, <laughs> people, you know, people that, you know, think that you are the, on their dime and that you should be right. playing the things that they want to be heard. And right, know, right, right. Which, know, niggas which, which I think we've talked about as a DJ is an interesting peeve to have. It is. You know what is. I mean? People it is coming it. up and making requests. Cause you know, you got to chalk that up to the game. Cause that's, I know. It's, you and know I, I mean? and I do, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, it's just sometimes that shit just get annoying. While, you know what I'm while, saying? while you accept them slipping five, ten, twenty. Oh no! Bills. Well, that that changes the game. <laughs> right. That changes the game. Yeah, because if they come up there with some with some greenery, then, yeah, you slip you know me a fiver or a tenner. Oh, I can definitely play the song. Yeah, for you. absolutely. I little did you, little did you know this was six. It was going to come on in six tracks anyway. Like, I, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't yeah. care if it don't flow with the next shit. You slide me a ten, I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> I'm gonna make it work. That's it's kind of. That's really dope, man. I kind of like a little you know, gigs like that, even on the way up where you're getting that little rock star feeling. Yeah. Because you are the entertainment. There's nothing like it. Without you. Like yeah, exactly. People, you're feeding, like we've talked about this before, like you're feeding off the energy. People are feeding off the energy you're giving them. So it's just like this this beautiful bilateral, you know, uh, you know what, relationship and, going on. And it's truly, it's truly kind of a kind of a God complex. Um, oh right you know okay. what i'm saying just yes. being up there being in charge of the music the flow of the party yes. like you know they can buy all the drinks they want they want at the bar but it's like if the music's whack it's like nobody's gonna want to be there no you know what i'm saying like no nah. and this is whether you're one of them you know chris brown dancing type niggas that want to <laughs> be in the middle of a circle pop right. locking and all this sort of stuff whether you're them or, you know, just like some women you, trying you to dance those. with their friends. You or, you're, or you're just someone that just wants to sit off to the side. You're in a hookah lounge. You want to, you know, smoke hookah or whatever it is. You want to do your little b-boy stance in the corner and act like you don't give a fuck to talk to anybody. But <laughs> clearly, clearly you do because you're in the club anyway. Like, And we know you spent $20 as a cover charge to get in here. Jeez. But you still but you still want to act cool and be in the corner. Like, whatever it is, whatever the demographic is, whatever your role in a club setting is, <laughs> you would heavily appreciate good music definitely you know what i mean for the right music and it must be amazing to just know like oh once i play this shit Absolutely. i'm about to they about to like, tear the roof even, off this they shit. don't even know what's about to hit them right yep. now that's yeah. that's nice nah, it's, it's it's cool as shit man it's cool as shit and especially if it's in a spot where like you've been there for a while so like you you, you know you're saying? comfortable you're, pretty much, you're comfortable you know everybody in there like, right even, right you start to even be regular yeah even the people that just be in there all the time you know hey what's up you know what's good but you know what i'm saying like it's, uh, it's cool uh, it's cool oh yeah didn't you yeah like you've had that happen like where you've had people come up to you and be like oh my god i've heard i've heard you over here or I've been coming here for the last few weeks yeah. listening to yeah you definitely told me nah nah I mean you witnessed it when uh Maya came in to the uh to you and RJ's crib that once and she like yes. just it yes. just pointed me out it's like yeah you're the DJ at 
uh, Santorini, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. And then, nah, yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and act like that shit don't, like, send me to the nah. fucking moon every of time it happens. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, let's be real. Like, it's nah, a, that it's shit a is good tight. compliment. That shit is tight. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can hear that over and over because I remember uh, listening I told, to... Hold on, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. Go for it. If I was trash, they wouldn't do that. I don't care if they recognize no, me or not. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, they just wouldn't say anything. Yeah, they just wouldn't say I mean? anything to me. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, like if, well, I mean, I, I used to cut my hair a lot, but if you've ever, like, gotten a haircut or anything like that, like, oh, like, oh, you, you got a haircut? We're like, yeah, oh, true, true, true. <laughs> like, hold on, nah, nigga, like, this is supposed yeah. to be a compliment after that. Like, that's that's clearly an insult. Or like, or, or they, or they like, oh, yeah, who uh, who did that for you? Who did that? Yeah, right. And then, yeah, exactly. Oh, so and so. Oh, true, true. And then you just go on like, okay, so you clearly don't, you clearly don't like. Yeah, you clearly for, don't. That's for it. anything. But I did listen to a TED talk a long time ago about uh-huh. personalizing com- uh, compliments uh-huh. and really making them the unique because as people go through life, whatever their attributes are, whether it's you know core char- characteristics or it's external, and they're just aesthetics. Pe- you know, people are going to hear whatever that compliment is that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the the crowd favorite characteristic you have. Oh, you have great eyes. Oh, you have great smile. Whatever it is. Yeah. And so through the years, even as a humble person, you still respect it. Like yeah. you appreciate someone yeah. going out of the way to say this, especially if you understand Absolutely. that people and, have and, all this anxiety <clears throat> these days, and it's hard for someone to even go out of their way and open their mouth and give someone else a compliment. Like that right. takes a lot of courage for a lot of people. So like you still respect that, but you slowly get callous to it. Around the two thousandth time you've heard, hey, you have a nice, you know, beard, yeah. Keon. You know what I mean, or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, you got the James Harden beard. Fear the beard. Like it's cool, but it's like, oh, you know, cool, whatever. I've heard it. But when someone compliments your craft, something that you take time out of your day to try to better yourself at, yeah, you know what I mean. And it, it, you're passionate about it. It means a lot. And it, so that's those. So yeah, you can definitely you can hear that shit all yeah. fucking. And then long. on on the complete opposite of the spectrum, you might have someone walk in and get mad as shit that you won't play their music and potentially try to jump you at the end of the party. <laughs> And just to put that to some context, I'm going to tell a a very short story. Oh, please Um, do it. I'm here for it. (laughs) So I'm DJing and, you know, and this this happens all the time. People come up to you and they want you to play a song, but a lot of times it'll just be their song. And it's just like... Wait, when you say their song? Like a song that they made in a studio somewhere. Okay, local rap. Yeah, local. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And and don't get me wrong. I I respect the come up. I respect people that are doing their thing. You know, if you want to rap, do it. If you want to podcast, do it. If you want to be a DJ, do it. You know, that's cool. That's yes. cool. You get, I, so, you get support from the Any Last, Look, Any Last Words podcast. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, but what kills me is when they come up to you and, and, and don't, you know, I don't, I don't, that's what they had, that's what they had to understand. It's like, I don't have to play this. I don't have yes. to play this. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, yes. Like I said, you slide me a fiver or a tenner, I might slide, right. you know, I'll be more, I'll be more enthused about sliding it in there. I would love to accommodate. <laughs> yes. But love. So, you know, this, this guy comes up and he wants me to play a song, and you know, I don't know. He, I don't know. Maybe it was his vibes. I don't really remember, really remember his vibes or something. You know, I didn't want to play his music. You know, maybe right, he was being a right. little too aggressive. I don't know. Probably. Um. And so, you know, 
Earl is here. Um, Antoinette is here. We're all in the party, you know, vibing. I love when people come and party with me because um, oh, I'm, I'm always going to try to hook you up with drinks. Like, especially if you buy the booth, hooking you up with drinks. It makes, going... me, it makes me feel, and this is embarrassing to say, it makes me feel kind of cool to stand by you while you DJ <laughs> and, and, and be able to dap you up and talk to you and get drinks with you and smoke with you, whatever it is yeah. we're doing. It's very cool. And I know that that sounds very petty and maybe of low stature or low self-esteem. No, and, it doesn't. And, 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 and if that is the case, I accept it <laughs> because I just, I just, I like it. I like the fact that you're it's, the dude up there. Nigga, and I, one, so, I'm, I'm proud of you. And I'm I appreciative of, of you doing your thing because I know it makes you fucking happy. It does. And it's, I know so how fun. many years you've fucking done this for. Right, right. You know what I mean? You was fucking, you were DJing parties when we were kids, bro. I was, we were back dog. in high school. I was in high school. I was like 16 DJing the basement parties and You know shit. what I'm saying? You know what it's like to go to a party and like your, your man, like you drove with your man who's bringing all of his speakers out and yeah. all this stuff and like he's the <laughs> nigga. The, like that's that's dope. So It is. It yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I but, appreciate um, it on certain levels. But go ahead. So but, while um, they were partying with you. Yeah, we're partying, you know, probably smoking some hookah, eating some chicken wings or something. Yeah. And, you know, this dude wants me to play a song. I don't play it. And, you know, some time goes by. Um, I think he comes back up there maybe one more time uh, to try to get me to do it. And, you know, I don't I don't end up playing it. Whether I told him I wasn't going to play it or not, I didn't end up playing the song. But yes. at the end of the party, him and like four <laughs> other niggas come up to the booth and they just like start harassing me because I won't play the song. Wow. Like niggas just come up like, yeah, you ain't trying to play my man's song. And right. And, like, and, and, and to keep just so everyone knows by this point in time, I believe that me and whomever I came with the guys, we had left. So it is just you and Antoinette there at this point in time. Uh -huh. I, I just want that to be known because if, if, if three, four dudes had come up to the stage and it were, you know, the booth and they were giving you this sort of static, it, it, me and the guys would, we would, that would have been shut down immediately. Yeah, definitely. You definitely. know what I'm saying? So I just need that to be said. So people want like, well, why the fuck didn't they do something about it? Okay. Yeah. Now, it, it, right. Just harassing the shit out of me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you ain't trying to play my man's song, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? At this point, you know, I, I got a signal security. Cause like, I don't know what y'all niggas is on right now, right. but we ain't about to have this problem tonight. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it, Antoinette over here talking about, you know, she was about to take the weakest link. Son. This is probably <laughs> number five in a row. As far as the episodes go, shout out to Antoinette. <laughs> She, in so many ways, and trust me, you would know I would not bullshit you, bro. In so many ways, she is a real one. But continue. But yeah, eventually, you know what I'm saying, uh, security came over there. You know, he telling them, you know, kind of pipe down, like, relax, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's, just, it's, it's just crazy, dog, just knowing that, like, how people be in those types of environments. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they'll want... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nigga, I've had people throw money onto my mixer, like, just straight Yeet. disrespect me. Just throw money at my mixer. Like, you know, play, yo, play this joint. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just threw... Yeet. You know what I'm saying? Like, What like, the fuck? Dog, just insane. What? I've had... I've, I had... um. I was out in the city once. How much money was it? Do you remember? It was probably, it wasn't any more than like maybe, maybe 20 bucks. But at that point, I don't care how much nah, it is. I'm not nah, playing nah, anything nah, for nah, you. Nah, nah. 
if you just toss hold some on, money at hold me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cause there's there's a price. Let's not, let's not. If a motherfucker now listen, I I'm now it'd have to be a lot. It would because, because that's it would. I wanna hear I wanna hear your wild. number. I wanna hear your number. Um that that's true. Because if a nigga threw a hundred at me, I'm not. I'm, bro. I might fight this nigga. Yeah, like, with, hundred is like, not enough. A hundred is not. A hundred is not enough for, for me to allow you to disrespect. Yeah, yeah no, and no. Move on from it. Yeah, it would have. It would have to be qu- quite a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking like like five, like five hundred plus. Like if you throw five hundred at me, I'm I'm definitely gonna do. I'm gonna swallow my pride. I'm because five because <laughs> five hundred, bro. That's that's a that's like two card notes. That's that's a lot. Like that's bills. Like that's a you could do a lot with five hundred. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably swallow my pride and be like whatever, and I'll play it and then cut that shit off like by by like the mid second verse or something like that. But you're not, yeah, yeah. yeah but nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I just yeah like niggas be like they. Niggas don't like they don't respect the DJ, and I just feel like the DJ definitely deserves more respect. <laughs> I agree because you're not going to do that to the artist if you're there to see an artist. Like you're not going to do that to the artist. Like, well, I mean, well, what would you do with the artist? Walk up to an artist? I don't know. And be like, I know that you have this throw song shit on at him on the stage. Like, <laughs> How often uh, does that happen? Uh, maybe that. Maybe that happens. When you're saying throwing shit at them, we talking about fucking tomatoes? And- I don't know. A bottle. A cup. <laughs> My nigga, being on stage and having somebody throw anything aside from roses, panties, or yeah. money, that is <laughs> that is insane. Throwing tomato who brings you know what type of thing you gotta bring to bring tomatoes to an establishment? Like you came there. Like who got the tomato? Like full tomatoes. And what's funny is like like most times when you see that happen, the tomato just like splatters. I don't I don't think tomatoes, they're not that soft. Hell of- no. A you know the sort vegetable, of, the sort no of fruit. Impact. <laughs> tomato is a vegetable or fruit. I know it's. Uh, I believe that it is technically a, a fruit, fruit because it yeah. has the seasons. Yeah. Right, right, right. But just for just to get beam, like I have a tomato beamed at your chest, like that shit gotta hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Son, I'm not gonna lie. I would definitely die if I was on stage performing. No matter what it was I was doing, it could be fucking slam poetry. And I'm up there snapping my fingers, talking about existentialism and stuff like that. And if somebody hit me in the chest with a tomato, nigga, nigga, that I'm shit is gonna crying hurt. laughing. I'm gonna cry laughing. I'm gonna cry laughing. Like it, you know, and that's only gonna fuel me. To be honest, like I'm, I'm just probably just gonna start. Like damn, there, a nigga really brought it. a tomato in here yeah. to to make it a projectile towards me. Wow, interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. Shit is ridiculous. <laughs> but I think you're about to talk about like another time, some other um, DJ time. No, um, yeah, dog. Like I've had, I was out, in, I was out in the city DJing once, and. uh I had a uh, young. By the way, when he say out in the city, he mean DC. Yeah, this yeah. Is for people that aren't from where we are, when I say yeah. the city, I'm talking about DC. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was out there, and this white guy came up to me, and he and he just walked straight up to me, and you know, I'm sure there was no malice behind it, but I had right. to check him. Um, and I'm just like, he he looks at me, he's like, "Hey, can I make a suggestion?" And okay. I'm just I'm just looking at him like mm-hmm. a suggestion because mm-hmm. in my head, I already know that he's making a request. Because he, he's yeah. not about to come up in here and suggest <laughs> that I do something differently skill-wise. Right, right. Because that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. You right. Know what I'm Word usage so, is very important here. Yes, it very it, it is. Yeah. So um so you know, he comes up to me, he's like, Hey, can I make a suggestion? I look at him, I was like, a request or a suggestion? <laughs> and he said and he repeats 
a suggestion. Mm. And I said, no. And then he left. <laughs> because if you want me to play a song, <laughs> right. you need to be asking for a request. A request. My nigga. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know what you're talking about with a suggestion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even and even if he was meaning to say, well, prior, I I would suggest that you play the song. Again, that's still I, not I'm the right sti- way to say no, that's and, not, I'm not rocking with that. Right, right, exactly. And you made the distinction between suggestion and request. I did. I gave so, him an opportunity right, 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 to right, correct right. himself. He said suggested that you looked at him and said no. No, and I said no. And, and I he, know and what your straight away. face has looked like, too. <laughs> I know you gave that nigga no emotion at all. Nigga, I was probably off the lick, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. Okay. Yeah, nah. It's just some some people they just be coming up to you and just really don't know what to say or what to do uh, to get like you come up there for a reason and you want me to satisfy that reason and do whatever it is you want me to do. Right. But you coming up to me acting like acting like, you know, this is your show. Like you invited me yes. here, you paying me. Yes, you know and, and this is clearly, I mean, you and I deep into customer service. So oh, yeah. it's, it's, this is the same thing. Like, this is a consumer. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be a balance. You know what I mean? There has to be etiquette on both sides. Yes. And, and I understand that I am in service to you. Do you pay me? Necessarily, no. But you are a patron of this establishment, which does pay me. So, of course, I would like to cater to you all. Of course, I want to accommodate. This is what I'm here to do is, for, is to give you all a great time and make some cash. Right. But there's a way to go about doing it. Your tone, your body language, your words, all these things need to align in a, and, cons- in a considerate, respectful manner. And, and shout out to the people that hire me, because I've had people go up to, like, the manager of the establishment and, like, yeah, you know, this the DJ, like, he's not... He's not really, you know, he's not trying to play any songs that, you know, we want to hear or I want to hear. This nigga's not even trying to play my mixtape. Yeah, like, you know, I just made this in the studio yesterday. This shit is quality. He's not trying to play it. Right. But shout out to the people that own these establishments because they'll straight up tell niggas like, you know, like, he's playing his music like we trust the DJ. Like, yes, like, (laughs) yes, yes. He, so, he is more important to us in this moment than you are in that yes. th- those two rumming coats that you we, bought Exactly. <laughs> we, will, we will not miss those two Long Islands. Yeah, yeah, morning. like it's fine. And to be honest, you're coming back next week anyway. Yes, and you're so, going to continue to buy your shots of Fireball. Yes, All right. and, so, and, and your mixtape will continue to not, to be, not played. be played. So do you think that, like, those dudes in particular from the last story get so upset because they're assuming that, like, they're fighting for their passion? Like, they feel like they got to get into no. NWA Ice Cube, break no. in there and make it happen sort of thing? No, I, I almost get the vibe that they feel like I owe them something. And it's, it's not the case. Shit. You know what I'm saying? You they and, and, and they and they you know they they have a couple of drinks, so you know you know you start feeling yourself. I get it. Okay, um, okay. But you just came out with a new uh, a new mixtape. Maybe you yeah, you might be in here. Like, oh, yeah, y'all might be in here celebrating. You okay, know? you you okay? Okay, you might have thought okay, this was gonna be you a know, more I, celebratory. I get that, thing. but the okay. thing is, is the thing is, is I don't know you. Why yes. should I feel inclined to stop what I'm doing right. and play something from you that you just made that I've never even heard before? Right. Now, like you've told me before behind the scenes, if you are respectful, mm-hmm. you come up to me, maybe you're regular and, and I see you every weekend. Yeah. 
And maybe we've established some sort of jovial, or at least just cordial rapport between us. Right. And you send me a link to your mixtape or your song, whatever it is. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to play it then. But if I go home, I'm a DJ. I, yeah, I, I'm going to listen to the music. I'm, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to hopefully add something to my repertoire. Right, right. Like I'm, From I'm, your mixtape. I'm a DJ. I would love to have more good music. Like, yes. don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not trying to be negligent to beautiful music out there. Right. I need that. Right. It's part of my, it is the crux in which my craft, you know, holds itself on. So... If that's the case, I'll listen to it. I'll come back. Maybe I'll play it next week if it's rocking, if I feel like it has. And this is not just bullshit because I've seen you play music that was underground before. You have. And you it have. got rocking. It did. Because it was a rocking ass it song. Was, exactly. Shout out to my nigga Jake Sinatra. Shout out to Jake. No, Jake. Notorious. Please go watch it. There's a video out for it too. He's just, he's, he's an awesome dude. Awesome dude. And you know what? I'll even go and say this. Um, I've played the infamous Juice by Bucky Malone mm. in there more than once. Spend most of my time just pissing these rappers off. I'm recording, they slacking off, steady running, they melt for y'all, never flex, they just jabber jaw. Like, bro. So I don't I don't have an issue playing underground shit, but you right. got to give me an opportunity to listen to this. I'm not just going to, you know, you ain't going to just tell me, hey, put on track five. And I'll yeah, and I'm just going to throw it on on a whim and just hope. Yeah, like it, it don't work like that. One, hope that it transitions yeah. well from what it, I'm playing. Exactly. And, and two, that it sounds good. Like, sounds good sonically, like the quality of it. Yeah. Because I don't know who, who recorded this, what the studio quality was like, like it, who engineered it, it. Is it party music at all, you know? Right. Or is this some shit that maybe I just rather ride in the car to? Or, you know yeah, or, you know, since you're in here behaving in such a way, it might lead me to believe that this music is just going to be strictly about killing niggas and beating up DJs that don't want to play my song. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if I even want to support. It, nigga, it this. might, it might be, it, I might be getting dissed on the track. Could, could be a diss. Could be a diss. I just play I my walk, own diss track. I, I walk in the club, tell the DJ, play my shit. He play my shit. Like, you don't, you don't know what, <laughs> like, imagine. <laughs> That would be some wild shit if those were some lyrics. Yeah, I walk in the club, I tell the DJ play my shit, and he play my shit because he know if he don't, I'm on his ass. Like you never know. Yeah. What, you never know. Like you'd be like, yo, come on, bro. You never know what it is. So yeah. yeah. But, but these are all these are all good things, man. You know what's great is what this is all for anyone that doesn't know. All very organic conversation. You just <laughs> talked to me about, you know, DJ Almighty. Oh, I wish I could talk about it more in quarantine. And then here, here we are. I mean, that's how it works. That's what happens when, when, when two people get on a, on a podcast and they just have such good rapport and chemistry with each other that it just works out. We can talk about any fucking thing. And that's why we do this. That is why we do that. And yeah, and we were doing this before the podcast. Like we were, that's why we made the podcast because yeah. we just have conversations with each other, whether it's just FaceTime, phone calls, text messages, in person, whatever it is. And we're just having these amazing conversations, amazing, and, at least for us, yeah. fulfilling for us. And, and we're just like, yo, we should maybe record. These should be recorded. Yeah, like these conversations record. should be recorded because we know that people would enjoy these conversations. People, people very well may enjoy it, and if you are enjoying it, that's great. And if you're not enjoying it, you know that's great. I'm sure you'll find things that you do enjoy, and you know whatever it is. Again, I'm all for appreciating people completely severed from the idea of what you can do for me. 
So right. if you don't, so if you don't necessarily rock with the podcast or things we're talking about, that is completely fine. If you don't want to date me, that's fine. If you don't want to be my friend, <laughs> oh, that's fine. Like in any capacity, if someone doesn't want to deal with me, that is that is completely fine. You're on your own journey, your path, and that has this world does not revolve around me. So I'm not going to take it personally. That that is completely fine. I I, I really enjoy that. But if you did listen and you still hate us, we appreciate the listen though. Yeah. Yeah, we still appreciate a thousand percent. That. I would much rather. I've felt this way for a very long time. I'd much rather people feel something. Yeah. Towards what it is I'm expressing. You're not rather to... than just feeling <laughs> apathetic. You're not just trying to be a man type of nigga. Yeah, like man, ain't just <laughs> ain't just that. Like what? Like no, nigga. Like that's that's crazy. Just think because the opposite, contrary to I don't know if this is popular belief or any belief, whatever. The opposite. Of love is not hate. Mm. I, it, it, it is not. We've known this for quite some time now. Preach, King. Love and I love it. Love and hate, it, to me, is nothing but an amount of emotional investment you're willing to give any any given thing, person, yeah. place, whatever it is. So if you're if you can love something, I think you can hate. If you can hate something, I think you can love it. It just really just depends on the mood and the you know what I mean. Which way the the sort of boat takes you, which way the wind takes you. Right. You know what I mean. So I, I, that's why I say there's a thin line between love and hate. Shout out to Martin Lawrence for that one for that for that movie. That was a good movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I truly think that. I think the real opposite to those things are is apathy, complete indifference. Yeah. Like I just I just don't even yeah, care. Like, who wants to be in limbo? You know, yeah, like out imagine. here not really giving a shit, but also like just I, I don't I, like it. Again, I like I'd it. much rather someone new being brought onto like my work team and asking someone else, "Oh, hey, you know, tell me about Earl. Like, tell me about this person." I'd much rather. Well, I would rather. Oh, he's a cool guy, easy to talk to, relatable. Like, I like him. I'd like that to be the case. Yeah. But if it's not the case, and you feel some way about me that maybe is a little distasteful. And it's more just like, oh, man, I fucking hate that deal. I just don't like the way he carries himself, like kind of arrogant. Like, I don't really know. Like, kind of be talking down on people. Whatever it is, I'd much rather that than just, oh, him? Uh, I, I don't know. He just kind of be here. He's just, just, <laughs> just kind of this dude. I don't really feel anyway about it. Like, that's that's kind of like, damn, I'm a whole fucking human, bro. Like, yeah. so for you to just kind of feel like yeah, I'm just, just some boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like some silhouette walking <laughs> like around. I, I don't make an impact in here negatively or positively. Right. Like, just just neutral. What, just zero. what type of space is that? Yeah. <laughs> like just, why just, am I here? <laughs> just 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 riding in neutral. Yeah. Just kind of taking up space, like you said. But yeah, no, nah, I, I I would much rather that. So yeah, how, however it is that you know that this podcast inspires you or doesn't or whatever, I, you know, it's it's all up to you. It's cool. Everything isn't for everybody. So yeah, yeah, no. It's whatever. And we, you know, we, we truthfully know that we are out here inspiring some people, uh, oh, putting, yeah, you know, putting yes. people on. Um, and that's really dope. And we hope that all those who have not reached out that do feel inspired, stay that way. Yes. Be inspired. Yes. You yes. don't have to size us. You, you, you most definitely don't have to tell me anything nice nope. about anything I do. You know what I mean? It, it, it's completely fine. I don't ask for that. I don't ask for people to, again, like, go listen to the podcast, go listen, go watch my cartoon, like, go, I don't do any of that. Like, if it really. Yo, niggas have a cartoon. 
Yeah, we sure do. We got a full cartoon on YouTube. We, it's called yeah. Earth Selling Windshields. It is. If you haven't check that seen out. it yet, check definitely that check out. it out. It's under any last words podcast. You can type that in. You can type in Earl Selling Windshields, any of that. But yeah, do that. Do that. Good shit. Good shit. I think, I think it's a good story. But now we're on a sort of, you know, underlining tone, friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the first thing I would like to say is you and I had a conversation that's that was birthed from the last podcast episode we did in which I guess in, in a moment. And if you go back and listen to anybody, you there was like some spiciness, you know what I mean? That, <laughs> occur, that occurred at some point in time, maybe, you know, condescension may be a better word for it. Um, but I would, I would like you to speak on Earl hooks be, being uh, sort of an asshole at a point in time because I, I don't know if I really come across that way through the podcast or not if people know that but I would like for people to know about this side of me Okay, that, that I've heard um, from, from close friends and family so I respect you and, and my family and I, all your, you know, your thoughts and opinions and they're valid so please Earl Hooks <laughs> the asshole yes um, I just I think that one I think that you're, you're a very smart person and okay. I don't think that there are a ton of people that can maybe level with you. Um, okay, so I okay. think that you may come across as, no, I'm sorry. You can come across as condescending <laughs> yes. when yes. you're not trying to be, but you can also be, you can also be very condescending. Yes. Um, okay. You, yeah. sometimes you, you can talk down yeah. on uh, people. And yeah. what's, what's crazy is like me being your friend. Right. Um, I don't take it maliciously okay. because I know that you don't hate me and you don't <laughs> wish to see me put down in a no. way um, like that. No, sir. But from someone that doesn't know you very well, you can yes. just seem like a very mean person sometimes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that I've definitely gotten. Um, are, you, are you good? Are you done? What are yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that pretty much sums it up. I like Earl, much, yeah. Earl can, if, I don't know. I guess it's just like, if you haven't known this nigga as long as I have, you know, right. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just, maybe that's just how we are. Maybe we, I just like the pain. Maybe huh? <laughs> that's just how. We... <laughs> no, because I, no, 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 because our relationship is not built. The infrastructure is not built on, on pain. You know what I mean? And degradation, like clearly. And people just, just hear this, know that, I, you know, we big each other up. We tell each other we love each other and we appreciate each other for who we are and the things that we do and what we bring into each other's life. Um, which, again, is what's really um, been the catalyst to this whole conversation that I'm, you know, bringing, bringing up right now. But, yeah, no, I mean, that's clearly not it. You know, it's every now and again, I do find myself. Uh, maybe getting impatient when you, when you get that uh, that battery and you, you get that that battery in my back a little bit and you know my mind starts running and I want to put together so many different ideas and concepts in my mind and then if it's not reciprocated right in the same like level of processing from the next person I could get a little bit impatient and it's like all right come on pick it up like let's like come on what are we doing here like what are you talking about speak your words right express figure it out construct. Please, I heard, you know what I mean? And just that right there came yeah. off very abrasive. Um, so yeah. a lot of a, a lot of times people, you know, I don't I don't they can't handle that spotlight. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And, yes. And, and that's something that I got to be a lot more considerate about. And I do try, you know, sometimes it triggers. I'm like, OK, Earl, you're doing that thing. Like, relax. And a lot of times I'll apologize. Like, OK, I kind of came at you a little a little aggressively 
a little direct right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I get it because if I'm if I'm not trying at all, then that's just what happens. Yeah. If, if I am trying, it it doesn't happen, or I apologize right after it happens. So I just I just need to try more and just continue to be more considerate and continue to have people that are close to me in life, such as you, to continue to you know hold me down and let me know so my fucking head doesn't blow up and get you know just all up in the clouds with it. Um, so that's good to have friends that you know sort of keep you humble because yeah. I can I can be an asshole and this has been said. You know, countless, countless times. But yeah, I yeah. definitely, I, I mean, definitely get alone. Patient. True friends definitely have to be the ones that should be able to tell you about yourself. Yes, yeah. yes. And again, as a true friend on the other side of the spectrum, you need to be able to respect that this is a true friend telling you these things, right. and that they're not coming to try to break you down. Right. right. They're just, and if it is any sort of deconstruction, any sort of intent, intentional deconstruction, it's so that you can rebuild, reconstruct right. in a better, in a better way. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with that, and that all everything you said is completely valid and you know it's funny i talked to someone and said yeah i think i'm gonna ask kiana to talk about how i'm an asshole on the next one uh-huh. and it was just like wow like that's that's real. that's really interesting and i was like yeah but you know he knows me well enough to where everything he says is gonna be on point like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably not gonna disagree with anything he has to say because he ha- these are substantiated by facts and experiences yeah. you know what i mean throughout all the years yeah. but Earl's- having- Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Talk your shit. <laughs> you clearly want to talk some shit. Go ahead. I, I already sense it in your voice. Uh, <laughs> Earl, he might. He might want to. Uh, he might ghost you. Might not speak to you for months. Uh, depending. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Yeah. Depend, yeah. Depending upon what, because that's important. It is. Uh, I don't know. Depending upon. Uh... The degree of friendship, the degree of... Yeah, I'm trying to do that without totally obliterating anyone in specific. Yes, yes, because we both know who you're talking about. Like, who is the first person that comes to your mind? Yes, yes, he can can definitely be a little standoffish uh, towards you if you, you know, maybe do something or act in a certain way (laughs) uh, towards him throughout a period of time. Um... But, you know, uh, I think generally uh, Earl has a good heart. Uh, <laughs> Thank <so>. you. <laughs> generally speaking. Generally speaking, he's not a complete piece of shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> every now and again, he's kind of a nice guy. Um, yeah. No, the, all, all, that, all that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. I like that. Okay. Now, moving on from that, but still in the same realm. Yeah. Friendship. Here we go. We're getting into it. All right. I wanted to talk about tenure of friendship right and how much weight we the lay people in the world put that on um i guess the sustainability of a real friendship yeah so i guess and at first we have to really be defining what we think a real friendship is to us because i'm certain it's very it's quite subjective it is. I know people are very, have very, very tightly knit groups of friends, and they're yeah. like, listen, unless I know this person is willing to kill or die for me, you know what I mean? Like, they're not a friend. And then I know people are just like, oh, yeah, you know, I hang out with this person. We talk, like, once every three months, like, great friends. You know, so it's there's a spectrum, as right. there is everything. So I'm, I'm open to that. So, <clears throat> for, so for us, you take it away for, like, what do you think, what is a true friend to you? Um, definitely someone, uh, that has my back, 
um, and someone that can, like, like I just said five minutes ago, someone that can shut my shit down when it needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It, it, which is which is a, a way of having your back. Yeah, which is yeah an, another form of having your back. Um, certainly, someone that you can trust um, because trust is, mm-hmm. I think, to a lot of people, um, hard to come by. I've mm. been fortunate enough to have the same group of friends for a long time. Yes. Um, so I do feel like I can trust these people. Um, people that, uh, I guess, and this depends on what kind of friendship you, friendship you have, but mm. people that you can sit around and kind of make fun of um, okay. w- <laughs> without them wanting to end your friendship right then yeah. and there. <laughs> can, we uh, talk, can we talk about, just for a second before you go on, just why that's important, why being able to make funny friends is important? Because I think that that's very crucial. I think it's a very critical component, honestly. Uh, well, you, you speak on it first. Okay, well, well I, I mean, when I hear that people just don't make fun of each other at all, like at all... Sounds kind of stale, doesn't it? It definitely sounds stale. So you're telling me that when it comes to us, like you're only ever saying nice things about me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know going back to the trust thing. That's I don't weird. know if I can trust That's that. That's weird. Because, yeah, like, I know... Now, I'm not saying, like, talk shit behind my back. No, uh, no, 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 like, no. anything, anything... I like... True friend... Okay, another thing with true, true friendship. Something I can say behind your back, I'm more than willing to say to you to your face. That should be... Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes Absolutely. Yes, yes. So if it is said behind your back, rest assured, I've already said it to your face, or if the conversation comes up, I will. Yeah, I don't you know have a mean? problem doing that. Right. And and also, you know, something I heard a long time ago, which I've let sit and I've pondered on, is just that true friends, you know, talk shit to your face. This is, you know, uh, this is a sort of like a... Sort of like a lofty statement, but it's... True friends talk shit to your face, but say good things behind your back. I like that. You know what I mean? I like that. Like, yeah, like to you, clearly it's not just shit talking, but just in a general statement, I should be able to say these things to you. Again, another form of having your back, letting you know where you're going wrong, how you're treating people wrong, whatever, and how you're affecting just the loved ones around you. And when I go and someone asks me about you, I'm, I'm going to say the best thing. I'm gonna, he's an amazing guy. Yeah, because if, if I consider you a friend, right. the first thing that comes out of my mouth about you to someone else shouldn't be some negative shit. No. You might get into what you're saying and, you know, say that Earl or Keon, you know, yeah, he has his days, you know, some yeah, shit like that. Yeah, but, right, right. you know what I'm saying? But, like, generally, I'm going to say good stuff about you yeah, because you're my yeah. friend. Yeah, yeah, that, I, yeah. That should be the bulk. And I don't want—I don't want to give anyone a reason to think otherwise. Uh, yeah, and not only that, but just for the person that's listening, by the way, for anyone, like, yeah. if you go and you're just running your mouth about all your friends and just talking shit about how they're all shit, that just—that uh, raises a lot of red flags. Yeah, because I'm wondering, with one, what the fuck you're doing in that relationship, like right. in that friendship, and two, you know, why do you feel comfortable why, talking about me? Why do you feel comfortable talking about me to this person? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and then there's that old I think it was like a fabulous It is. Off. It is. That's why he, I said that. Yeah, what did he say? He, he said? was like, "Don't tell me about what they said. Tell me about why they feel so comfortable telling you about it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's a bar. It is. That is a bar. That I think that was on huge. one of uh one of the like the soul tape, one of his soul yeah. tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's an amazing bar. It is. Um, it, it, so, it's, 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 it's deep. It means a lot. So so for me again, yeah, definitely having your back, calling you out on your bullshit, like that's mm-hmm. huge. Uh, but also and and also another way of um. Well, no, this isn't another way of having your back. This is just a general statement. Uh, being able to build that person up as well. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like like positive affirmations. Like yes. I think a lot of times, especially between men and then black men specifically, yes. there's a lot of times where we don't like, you know what I'm saying? Give niggas their flowers enough, right. I guess you can say. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's so, exactly how you can put it. That's yeah. a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah, you just won't because... A lot of times, and to me, always goes back to some sort of insecurity or deep pain void mm-hmm. that that person has that they can't say these things to you mm-hmm. because somehow it takes away from them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that, and that's, I don't know, that that's somewhere along the lines of hating or jealousy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jealousy, envy. Yeah. Hate. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's definitely deep. Like, that you feel like you couldn't put someone on a pedestal or just let them know how much they mean to you or, mm-hmm. the, the, or the differences that they've made in your life or just anything like that without thinking, oh, yeah, now they're going to be big-headed or maybe... <laughs> because for me, truth, whether, you know, you're expressing it through your words or you're, you're doing it through action, is never wasted. Uh-huh. So, so for me, that doesn't, that doesn't take away... I, Whatever you do with that information, that's completely up to you. And you'll have to face your own demons. You have to look at yourself in the mirror before you go to sleep. That's fine. That's that's for you to do. But I'm not going to, you know, hold in the truth about how I feel simply because you may, you know, it may blow your head up or you, you know, may think less of me because I think more of you or something <laughs> like that. Like that's, that's it's, a, it's a very yeah, it's a very toxic way of thinking. But but it's 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 a lot. It's prominent out here. Yeah. Um, which is why people don't give, especially like you said, black men don't give the flowers when they should be given. Uh, right. and, and a lot of the times, unfortunately, flowers are given afterwards. Yeah, we know when flowers are given, and you know it's usually when somebody's in a hospital bed or they're in the ground. Right. So I, you know, I'm just I want to not be that person. Yeah. For so many different like, reasons, like my man, uh, like my man Jada said, dead rappers get better promotion. Oh my gosh. Bars. <laughs> oh my god. So insightful. It's just like something to really just like thought pro- like provoke mm-hmm. thought. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that is interesting. Okay, so again, you're right. All all these different things. Um, for me, yes, being able to live wholly with that person, meaning I should be able to shoot the shit with you and just talk about whatever. Yeah. I should be able to have a deeper conversation with you and like really, you know, sort of provoke emotion i should be able to let you in on what's going on like deeply in like my life whether it's like my family or someone i'm having an intimate relationship with any of that right i I should be able to have conversation with you about and this this is something now i want to be able to do this with my friends if i can't do this then then there's something wrong here how often and this could be in relationships. So for anybody that just aren't dudes that are listening, um, <clears throat> any relationship, it could be your romantic relationship, your friendship, your parents, whatever it is. How often do you ask someone, hey, what is it that you feel like, if any, that you're not receiving from this relationship? 
Like, do you feel like there's something we could do to elevate the quality of our relationship? Like, what? what do you I'm feel like you're certain you? that's a question that never gets asked. No one's ever. But but <laughs> but, but you but you but you clearly see the utility in that question. Yeah. Just yeah. just just checking up. Hey, we never really talk about this. Is there something you feel like you're not getting out of me? Whether it could be any of these love languages, these you know positive affirmations, mm-hmm. or quality time spent, or gift giving, whatever you know case may be. Do you feel like there's something that's lacking? And let's have a conversation about it. I'm not necessarily saying that I'm going to be able to give it to you wholeheartedly from this moment on, but at least we're having the conversation and I know. Right. At least now I'm conscious, you know, conscientious of what's going on in your heart, in your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's so that's a very good one, which is pretty much why I asked you or why I kind of delved into the entire topic of me being an asshole. Cause that was just another way of me asking you like, okay, how, what do you feel like? Where do you feel like I'm going wrong? Okay. Let's talk about this. So then maybe I can be a little bit more aware and for future reference. Um, so I think that, that that's an awesome thing. And in case you were wondering, I truly don't feel like, like I, my relationship with you is fine. Like, I, I don't think, now I was talking to you about talking to you about this the other day when it comes to like our friends, like pe- no one really has, like bad things to say about Keon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's nothing like you, you like quality time. Like you like to talk to people. You like to be around people. You yes. like to big people up. You don't like to tear people down. Right. There's, there's nothing like that. And that little guilt trip shit that you do. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't, I, like I said, I know you and I don't really <laughs> care about it really. You Nigga, know, I do that just subconsciously. It's not yeah, even like, yeah, it's not, but Again, I'm, it's your non-confrontational way of letting someone know that they're doing some fuck shit, but not really wanting <laughs> it to get too heated. Like that's like that's that's your move. That's that's your little judo move. You just take some. You just take someone and then take all their momentum and turn it around on them on themselves. Like, you know what I mean? That's just sort of your little judo move. And I get it. It's uh, it's, it's masterful. You've you've you've. You've really, really uh, dug into that one through the years. So, yeah, I don't That's really give a shit about shit. that. But, yeah, no, it's, it's great. Now, the 10-year relationships. Now, clearly, we, we've been friends for a very, very long time. Yes. Um, what is... Maybe, like, 15 years. Like, what is, like, 15, the fifth like, or sixth grade? That is, like... Yeah, yeah. That, about, I don't, I don't know about, how old yeah. that is. Yeah, uh, probably like, about six. Probably about sixth like, grade uh, when like we started talking. Like, 11, 12? Yeah. Like we were like 11 or 12. And you're, and you're now, about to be 30. Nigga, I'm going to be 30 in like, <laughs> like, like next week, nigga. Holy <laughs> shit. That's so a long almost, time. nigga, almost 20 years. And that's so crazy to say. And it and, is. Jesus, two decades. <laughs> like, I don't know too many people that have had friends that long. No, like, no, like no, people no, that no. they consider like best friends yeah. or like just like niggas for life. Yeah, and and then be able to remain so close with them that you can create create art like a podcast and talk to them all the time. Right, right. You know what I mean? Because clearly, even when we're not doing this podcast, we still have a lot of ideas percolating and flowing, and we have to talk to each other all the time. We're always FaceTime. You know what? Nigga, I was telling Antoinette the other day, I was like, yo, like, once I go back to work, I already know, like, I'm not even going to be, like, talking to Earl as much. I was like, I'm going to kind of miss that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like during kind of the way it goes. like we've spoken so much more. We created this podcast out of the quarantine. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like a thousand percent. It's gonna be interesting. Definitely taking lemons and made lemonade with that one. Yes. <laughs> That's a thousand percent. Okay, now going back, because we just keep going on, but it, but it's but this is all great though. So the tenure, 
Now, yes, we've been friends for a long time, mm -hmm. but by no means consciously, because I've really thought about this, by no means is that the basis of which you, why no. you and I are still friends nah. today. No. Nah. And I, and I've had so many conversations with people recently, and that seems to be a common theme. Yeah. Why? Oh, you and so-and-so are friends. Oh yeah. How long you known them? Oh shit. Probably known each other for like five years, six, seven years now. Oh, okay, cool. Like, okay. So like, why, you know, why are you guys friends now? Like what, how you guys serve? Oh, you know, we've just been friends for like eight years. I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, I, no, I heard that. I, I get that. It is, so is that the basis? That That is why you all are friends? Because of the tenure of the relationship? Because I don't think, I, I just the more and more I think about it and read about it, I just don't think that that's the healthiest way to to decipher whether you should be friends with someone or not. It's, it's not. It's not. Um, and it's, I think a lot of, a lot of times a lot, people just have a hard time just like letting people go. Um, now, you know, especially like, you know, I guess it depends on how toxic these people are. Right. Um, you know, like, are, is, is the relationship detrimental to, to, to your sanity? Right. Um, right. Is, is it something that you can deal with? You know, right. Do you, do you want to just feel like dealing with it? Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? All, it... all the reasons that, <laughs> yeah, that, that do make it hard. Um, I, people need normalcy in life. We're creatures of habit. Yeah. So I know a lot of times I was just, I was just, I was just talking to, uh, to, to VM right. and she was telling me how, how she has friends that would talk wild shit to each other on a Wednesday. You're a whore. You're a piece of shit. Like you've never meant shit to me. Like you're the, like, it gets wild. <laughs> and then come Thursday, it's like, Hey, you want to go out and get coffee? And they go out and they get coffee and they just sweep it on the rug. Like they don't, they don't bring up Wednesday. They just keep going. And that shit blew my motherfucker. You should have seen my face when this person told me. Like my mind fucking exploded uh -huh. and imploded at the same time. <laughs> I was like, wow. Like the need, the way my mind conceptualized it was the need for normalcy for us human beings and in combination with a deep connectivity because we're social beings and we need that as well leads these people to say, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to sweep this under the rug, act like it didn't happen. Just keep going because I still need this in my yeah. life. If I don't have you, what do I have? Right. <laughs> oh my God. I just, like I just have me. Oh. And, I, and, and some people can't handle that. Oh my goodness. That is so sad. It's so, there's so much pain in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That you just can't let, you can't let the pain go. Like the pain starts to feel like home. And I think we've talked about this before. Like I'd much rather just have pain as a home than no home at all, I suppose. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, that's so, that's so crazy. So, you know, just thinking about all these different people I've talked to and, and why they're friends with these people, it, it ends up getting to a point in the conversation always where it's like, well, why am I really friends with this person? When I met them, it made all the sense in the world for us to be friends. And that could have been like 10 years ago. It, you know? Exactly. Times change. People change. People, right. People's ideas, their beliefs, the way that they're perceiving the world, like mm -hmm. everything about a person can change. You know what I mean? So for it to just be, oh, yeah, I've known this person for so long. They're just my friends. Like, I think I would like to implement the idea in people's mind. I want to want to 
do this inception into people's minds right. of let's maybe let's reform and reshape the way that we look at why we're friends with people. At least just start asking each other these questions. Yeah. And I know it's hard. And I know, I trust me, I know I felt this on numerous occasions in life. And that's why people have come and go out of my life. And you know what I mean? And I'm constantly, constantly reevaluating the people in my life and how they serve me today. If I feel like I'm being fulfilled emotionally and mentally, spiritually, all these different ways. And, and if not, if it falls short of par, what am I doing it for? Is it because I don't want to hurt their feelings? Is it because I know that if I, you know, snip this, give them the scissors, snip, snip, snip. Right. I still have friends that are really, you know, associated with that friend. So right. we're still going to see him around. So no, does that right. mean that I have to slowly but surely distance myself from the entire friend group? And it's, it's, it gets, it gets very complicated. So I understand it's not just as easy as, Oh, they don't, you don't like them. You cut them off. Like, right. It, you know, it, it ain't, it ain't that. It's not. It definitely gets deep, but I just I really wanted to bring this up because I think well, this is something that most people are struggling with. Let me ask you this. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this stereotype as far as relationships go, but what do you if you haven't, you know, um, don't worry about it. But what do you think about if you know? Like, okay. Fuck it. Let me just say this. I don't know why. I keep For it sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll, we'll figure it um, out. What do you think about the stereotype of um relationships between women not lasting as long as relationships between men um yeah i've definitely seen that be the case yeah. um well stereotypically speaking since we're here allegedly well, well, yeah, i mean since, since we're, we're in a stereotypical <laughs> round we can talk that way um i i think that i've definitely seen uh women hold grudges for the most part harder than men definitely um i agree yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely seen that. Uh, and, and I, I mean, I don't. I mean, who's really, who's really gonna disagree with me on that? I'm talking on a, gen <laughs> a general sense across the board. Women usually hold grudges harder and longer than men do. Men, you know, they fight or whatever, and that could be physical or you know, maybe it's a. You know, just a verbal confrontation, whatever it is, which is why I bought those gloves all you these know, years and ago. And I was just about to say, I think everyone in our friend group has boxed someone at some point. Yeah, at, yeah. At the bottom of 10365. Yeah, for sure. So, That's the thing. Yeah, meet us at 10365. We're going to go ahead. We're going to get these gloves. And, you know, if it seems like you got, like, this male ego, this fucking bravado of just, ah, blah, 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 like, ah, fuck you, nigga. Ah, well, fucking see me then. Like, if that comes out, then you know what? It, we're clearly past the point of having a real discussion about this. Definitely. We're clearly past the point. So we might as well just get this fucking energy and testosterone out. Because right. that's pretty much what it is. We're just walking around like dumb fucking primates that just need to beat, <laughs> just need to beat on something. You know what I mean? Which is why people need to fucking do therapy, meditate, box, exercise, do whatever it is that gets that energy out. Because you don't need to be punching your friends in the face in order for that to be the, the resolution. No. Um, but because uh, that, yeah, that, that it's not healthy in any sort of way. I'm kind of, again, if you're boxing and you have people by and stop it and it's, it's you know, that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, sometimes it just that just needs to be the case, man. Um, but yeah, I, I see that there are plenty of girls that just they 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 make friends really really fast. Uh -huh. see, I've seen women make friends really, really fast, and it's just like, oh my god, I love you so much. Like let's let's move in with you. I mean, when I was <laughs> working working at B Dubs, I used to see so many like women start working there, 
and then just start talking to others. And in a couple of weeks, it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get a place together. Like we're gonna be. Yeah. I'm like, holy that shit is wild. Holy shit. Um. And this, you know, may be derogatory. I don't mean it to be at all, so we can unpack this. But I, I've heard this from a lesbian woman. She she taught me a a term in, you know, in the LGBTQ community called U-hauling. And I guess okay. it's more so just in the L part, just the lesbians, where lesbians get together and they just move very, very fast. I'm so happy that you brought that up. Oh, now look who's happy that somebody brought something up. Oh, I guess it's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kia. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, clip that one out. It's not just me that's just happy someone brought no, something up. No, because I've, I, I, I was hoping that what you were about... To, I didn't know there was a term for that. Yes, I see it you all the time. I you see hauling. it all the time. And it's happened with people very close to me. Right. Um, that I, you know, there is a thing out there like lesbian couples do tend to move pretty fast, right? Um, and it, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Like it's really different how like they, I didn't. I'm so glad there's a term for that. I can't wait to tell Antoinette. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this, yeah, this woman was telling me about hauling how, how she was about to move in with her girlfriend. That's um, crazy. And I was like, wait a minute, this is. This is a new girlfriend. You just told me about this girl. Like, you guys just started dating. She was like, yeah, we started dating a couple months ago, but, you know, we're, we're getting a townhouse together. And, all. and I'm like, Dang. word. Why? What is that? What, is, it something, well, is it something in the in the hormones? Is it something like, like what is that? Like, what? So I brought this up to RJ a long time ago. And he, the way he was able to sort of just state it or, you know, build it for me was this. He said, he was like, I truly believe, again, this is RJ speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, and I'm paraphrasing as well, but he said, I truly believe that in a general sense, when it comes to relationships, men are the ones that sort of hold things up. Huh. And, w- and when I say hold them up, what Ooh. I mean is they, they're the ones that sort of lagging on the steps taking place, whether it's, you know, within a relationship. Calling, yeah. Whether it's called, uh, going from the talking stages to throwing the label of monogamous boyfriend, girlfriend mm-hmm. to let's get married to let's get a place to let's have children. Usually again, all stereotypical men are the ones that are kind of dragging their feet on these things. So when you get two women so, together, right? They're it's not really, they don't yes. Yeah. All gas, no brakes. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I thought that was very, very interesting. I, I, like, and I like, I knew this was a thing, but it, I just never knew there was a term for it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is yeah, awesome. It's very, it's very fucking interesting. Um, I don't know exactly how we got onto that, <laughs> but um, yeah, that, seems, that 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 seems to be the case. But yeah, yeah, definitely, women. Yeah, it's it it can, it can be very rough. I think women just fight fight over men, but then again, men fight over women too. They do. It's just I think for mo- most it part, goes both ways. But for the most part, though, men be trying to act like they don't give a shit about a woman, and I right. think a lot of times that's why the issue goes. N- women they'll express their like for a man, and then a lot of times a woman. And again, this this is just my perspective. It could be completely skewed, but then women will still with that information cross boundaries. A lot of times men, I think try to play it cool. Oh, nah, she's just this bitch, man. Like, nah, she just, I just do what I want. Like, I don't, I don't be out here loving these hoes. Like, right. You know, I just be, 
you know, just trying to be cool, trying to be the cool dude. So then when a dude be like, oh, okay, I guess he really doesn't take it that seriously. And then he does his thing. Now it's an issue. Right. Now it's an issue. Oh, why you do this? You knew I was fucking with it. Yeah, but you also said that she's a bitch and a hoe and you don't care for her at all. Yes. And you know what I'm saying? All those yeah. words in the same sentence make me yeah. think that you don't give a shit. Right. But now you do. So clearly you were just holding these feelings because you wanted to be a big alpha male and be cool in front of your guy friends. Yeah. But now you're hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think a lot of times that's that's sort of how that goes. But man, no. <laughs> No matter no matter what sort of relationship is, I, I urge people, I implore people, if you listen to this, please just start asking yourself the questions as to why you're friends with people, why you're in a relationship with someone, all just all these sorts of things. Just think about yourself and what serves you best at this moment, not 10 years ago when you met your friend yep. right now. What is this person bringing to the table? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. And, 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 this isn't, and, and that's not to say that it's for personal consumption. But if, right. we, if we are going to do this together yes. as yes. friends, what are you bringing to the table? Why, why, you know, why, why are we friends? Yeah. Like, like you said. Yeah, for sure. Cause I don't want it to be unilateral. I don't want to just be the only person, even if I was getting something out of relationship and I felt like the other person wasn't and that came up in conversation and it turned out that they weren't getting it. I don't even necessarily want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Cause I want them to be able to feel as though this is, you know, this is bearing fruit for them as well. Yeah. They have some business here. Yeah. Here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So that's, so that's pretty much what, what I got on that. I just wanted to, you know, shake, shake the cage a little bit and have, have people think about that a little bit. I feel that's, you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I got with that. Friendship. Um, unity. So there's, there's a conversation that we've been meaning to have for a long time about, okay. um, and you know, this, this may possibly tie into friendships, um, but as far as the different types of people that we hang out with, um, and the different types of personalities that they have, and, and I'm, I guess when I say this, I'm more so speaking specifically on the different types of black people that, that are, that are around and about. Um, but I remember you having a conversation with someone, um, about black hipsters, Yes, of white skin. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Do you feel free to elaborate on that conversation? Um, I do not remember exactly where it took place. Again, this was, again, back in B-Dub days. Uh, so, you know, five, six years ago. And I must have been dressed a certain way or maybe expressed a certain idea in a certain way uh-huh. to where, uh, you know, a, a pretty white lady said to me, you know, Earl, like... It's really weird. Uh, you kind of throwing me for a loop here. You, you're sort of like a black hipster. Now, <laughs> now I, I emphasize the way I said black hipster because that idea, those two words had never been combined in that person's mind before. Right. They, they never knew that you could have black skin and the qualities of a hipster however right. you you know you categorize that or whatever that entails for you and putting those two things together and i'm you know and again this is at the height of us going to the WAP and being a, yeah. a huge part of like underground rap yeah. in the in the dmv area and going to all these different shows and seeing 
so many of these quote unquote black hipsters. Absolutely. You know, and people that just dress loudly, dress a little differently, sort of like some maybe some California, maybe New York sort of swag combination. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? You know, smoking weed, having, you know, just being a little out. Side of the box, kind of yeah. hippie outside the box. You know what I mean? Uh, and I just thought that was interesting. I was like, "Well, yeah. Why do you say it like that?" She was like, "Well, yeah, because you know that doesn't exist. It's not a thing." And that was another thing that exploded my fucking mind. It's like, like what? You, what bubble are you coming from? Right, that you just think that this like hippie hipster, however you want to put it together, is is just. <laughs> It is only allotted for, I guess, white people. Because right. if you don't think that black people are doing it, you're definitely not going down the list of all the other ethnicities and just thinking that they're mad Middle Eastern hipsters and Asian hipsters and Hispanic hipsters. Like you're not. If you don't think they're black, then you don't think that they're also these hipsters in these cultures as well. Yeah. So you just thought that that was allotted for white people. And that's that is super strange to me. Um, but I guess, you know, it, it really depends on where, where these people come from. Right. You know, like who raised yeah. them, uh, you know, what where they, they come from, to. what they're exposed to, basically. Yeah. Um, so so pretty much and that could be media again. So pretty much what you're telling definitely. me is every time you've seen a black person, they probably fit like a very, very narrow description. Yes. An it, athlete or a thug. <laughs> <laughs> An athlete. Oh, uh, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, how far are we going? Like, what else you got? Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Athlete, thug. I think that's that's just like, I think that's what what most black people are labeled to in the media. Athlete. So that's what thugs. they. Th- yeah, man. Or or, so? or or thuggish athlete. <laughs> or thuggish athlete. Or an sure. athletic thug. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay it takes a lot to hit these licks and, and jump the and, fences and shit and get away yeah, from and, the police and anymore. obviously obviously we know that black people reach far beyond the realm of those two categories i, I mean but that but that is I, I i guess oh my god jesus christ this is taking so much energy out of me i guess this is why we're so dumbfounded by it yeah and so flabbergasted because yeah. you're just it, it's how could you just not assume that just everything you think, like every culture, every skin color, every ethnicity has all these slices to the pie like everyone else? Like, again, you're not looking at black people as a whole person, as a whole people. Right. That have that have spe- that has a spectrum. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just in different degrees and different characteristics and types. It's just so wild. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, yeah, that one threw me for a loop. That one threw me for, that was just very, very narrow-minded. I'm so glad, (laughs) you know, I came into that person's life um, because I I showed them something that they hadn't seen before. Mm -hmm. And now they're, they're aware. um, And hopefully they extrapolate and they don't just think that I'm the one oh shit you know the one yeah because it could it could very well just be like oh well you know yeah earl but the rest of no it's like no 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 like i should show you that there is a plethora there is uh, you know of types of variances out here and you just you just happen to be living under a white rock this entire time absolutely (laughs) jesus christ that's crazy which 
Go ahead. What? No, go, you go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Which which kind of goes into something I did want to talk about, which is um, intelligence, but IQ is talked about a little too much for me. I wanted to talk about EQ. Okay. The emotional quotient. Okay. People don't talk about emotional intelligence enough. Um, and anytime I usually do hear it, I hear it from women, usually like strong women, usually like strong black women mm-hmm. that are feeling as though that is lacking in their counterpart. Right. Um, so definitely something that men should probably read up on or try to get in tune with a little bit more because you could have a conversation with someone and, and bring up emotional intelligence and they're like what the fuck are you even t- like what does that even mean yeah. like what the fuck am i supposed to be intelligent about <laughs> what am i supposed to be knowing about or aware about when it comes <laughs> to, to emotions? emotions uh jesus christ it's fucking well hilarious. you would think that like since emotion literally flows through your body all day long in different ways that yeah. you would be able to to speak on it a little bit yeah you would you would hope and and, and as much as people talk about you know feeling the vibes and all that other shit right you would think that, right you know right they would know a little bit about emotional nah, people just on vibe people yeah. they just like is they vibe just, like just is that just a trendy word vibe yes, yes. the vibes um <laughs> but for those who don't know uh the emotional intelligence quotient is the capability of individuals to recognize their own emotions so that's that's one thing in itself taking time to have an emotion rise inside of you, no matter what the emotion is or what exactly was the catalyst for it, but taking time to recognize it and then maybe try to make the link between how you feel and why you feel that way. And mm-hmm. if it's, and if it's, you know, safe for you, if it's substantiated, also stuff like that. So really, again, being in tune with yourself. Um, so capability of individuals to recognize their own emotions and those of others discern between different feelings and label them appropriately use emotional information to guide thinking and behavior and manage and or adjust emotions to adapt to environments or achieve one's goals all right webster i I mean i'm just just, literally just reading it clearly that wasn't in my mind but you know what i mean i had a paraphrased version of my mind like is a thesaurus but (laughs) i mean we can talk about thesaurus too but that's but that's I mean, that's very interesting. All that things, you know, people are not taking their time out to try to figure out. You know what I mean? They just yeah. they just get swept away. And you've talked about this before. Sometimes you play with your emotions. You get yeah. swept away by an emotion and you just allow yourself to do it and you don't think too much of it. You say to yourself, because we like to believe this, that mm-hmm. feelings are valid. And that is not a lie. People's feelings are valid. But that doesn't mean that you don't need to discern you know what I mean? Whether it's valid to continue to feel that way or if, it, or if it's valid to even feel that way about that thing. Like the, the feeling itself can be valid. But again, does it serve you? You know what I mean? To continue yeah. to see this thing as a, as a valid emotion that you can, should continue to ponder on and allow to stay in your psyche for, you know, extensive periods of time. Well, let me ask you this. When you're talking about... Um... As far as the EQ and people being able to realize those emotions and be able to kind of calculate and really sit themselves down and see where they're at and see how they're feeling in those moments. Um, 
what are some things that you, what are some things, because I know some things that I do, but what are some things that you do maybe subconsciously mm. to maybe calm yourself down and put yourself in a better place when it, you know, when you, maybe, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know, Earl, do you feel ever, do you ever feel out of whack a little bit sometimes? You, you nigga, yes. <laughs> this fucking crazy ass world we're living in, all these stories I tell you on this podcast, you're damn right I feel out of whack. Okay. What, are, what are some things when, you, when you somebody do? Somebody asks me if I'm ready to fucking black out. I'm out of whack. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and, oh, and by the way, on that last story about the woman propositioning me to have sex with her daughter, mm-hmm. the last thing I want to say is she in that tavern, she was with her man. I you know what? You want to know something? <laughs> what? I remember that part of from, from the story, and I remember oh, that you didn't say it. Yes, was, she, yeah, she definitely. I meant to brought that up. She definitely got up from her like table with her man to come sit by me and then proposition. So that's just a whole. That's the cherry on top. Like that's yeah. just a whole nother thing. But um, no, I, I don't know. Subconsciously, I'm. I mean, I guess I wouldn't know, but because subconscious. But consciously, I definitely do make decisions. This all started back when I started uh, getting into meditation heavily. Uh-huh. Is is practices for that. So meditation in the morning, maybe midday, if I can get that in, definitely before night and and breathing exercises. You know, when I start to feel those fucking those crucial moments where my emotions start to rise and it's high tide and I know this might not go well if I don't get a hold of shit. Breathing exercises, breathing in one out one and going all the way to 10 and just and just staying there and using that breathing shit really really helps well let me let me tell you something because i've also been doing a lot of the same breathing stuff Mm -hmm. um especially like when we were going on all those hikes yeah Um, when i knew that i had like a fucking hill coming up or something like that (laughs) yes yes dog i would just just try to try my best to just breathe so that i didn't let that hill get the best of me Mm -hmm. but you know it's something that you're probably going to laugh at um that you already know something that i do when i may be feeling a little nervous or a little uneasy i pace i pace like a motherfucker I walk around. Oh yes, I have. Okay, I, I will walk a hole in the floor if something's <laughs> bothering me. Yes, and like, uh, and, or or okay. even like when I'm on the phone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, and I'm talking to someone, and I'm in deep to a conversation. Yes. You know, what I'm saying like, I just feel like when I'm using a lot of mental energy, whether it's good for me or bad for me, I pace okay. all the time. Okay, okay, I can see that. I kind of like to walk when I talk to you. I kind of, I, I can get that. Yeah, I get that. I think it helps me get a little bit more expressive. But when I say when I say subconsciously, it's not like I think, okay, let me get up and pace around because this is going to make me feel better. Right. I do that when I when I want to take a deep breath. I I can I acknowledge the fact that okay, let's do some deep breaths. Yes. But like when I start pacing, usually it's I just start doing it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you shit, catch I'm, yourself. I'm, I'm you're pacing. like, oh shit, I'm pacing. I'm pacing again. That that must mean this. Like yeah, exactly. And that's the whole emotional intelligence thing. Is right again identifying the emotion you know what i mean and then identifying what it is that that you're doing that links the two you know what i mean whether it mitigates the the high tide or the uh, acceleration uh-huh. of the emotion you're feeling you know what i mean or it, it, it exacerbates it whatever it is but just just being aware it's the discerning that that's really the the whole crux of it that that's the whole meat and potatoes of emotional intelligence is the discernment being aware of what it is you do and and again other people's and other people's emotions that's huge too um i gotta tell you i didn't know what an eq was before you said that yes so um yes. though i do get it uh, yeah i didn't yes, know yes, that yes. was a thing 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Cause is there any other hear about, You only hear about, about IQ and EQ. Just uh, IQ not, and EQ. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't know. Like I said, you know, I, I'm a dumb nigga, so I wouldn't really. Oh, I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't really. I don't know. There's a whole lot more I still need to learn. I might come back next week and have something for you, but okay. But as, but as of right now, nah, definitely, I don't know about any other cues. Any other cues? Yeah, going on. But um, no, that's damn. That was actually pretty. That was really interesting. It was. Uh, hmm. You know, that's why. That's why we do this. <laughs> to um, learn. Yes. Um. And I think a huge part of this, I'm actually going to kind of bring a few things into this emotional intelligence, way we treat women, you know, I'm bringing a bunch of podcasts together. Um, The way you feel about other people, friendships, all of this is, is so deeply rooted in information and knowledge Mm -hmm. and, 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 and really pushing to aspire to have more of these things. Um, I thought a whole lot more about us talking about, you know, dudes that just treat women like complete, utter trash. Right. And I thought about my old self and my old trash self. And I just know the confusion and the hurt that, that in, in pretty much people embody to even be able to treat other people that way. Uh-huh. And I was thinking about a book that I read, which I felt like gave me such great perspective because it was by the guy I talked to, talk to you about, Fyodor Dostoyevsky, which is an amazing uh, like psychological novelist. So he's able to give you so many different perspectives and you, you're forced to see things through different people's eyes. Right. And so then you start to gain more respect for other people in, quote unquote, the story. Now, when I say there's story, let's expand a little bit. That could mean life. Whatever story it is you're constructing, whether it be about something you're about to tell your friend about work or a relationship you're dealing with or anything, it's going to come in some sort of story form. And so now when you tell story, if you read more books like that or novels like that, that are like third person omniscient. So the narrator knows all these different perspectives and feelings. Then you start to slowly, it, it should slowly start to correlate in your mind, like, holy shit, this is a story I'm telling with multiple perspectives, not just mine. Right. So then you start to gain more of a perspective on people in the story, not just yourself. And I read that book and then literally maybe, I think I talked to you about this, maybe 15 minutes after I closed the book and I'm just my, you know, I'm just like overwhelmed with all these different feelings and thoughts. My my biological mother calls me Mm. and, you know, my biological mother and I have not had the best of relationships. Right. Right. Like, you know, for a long time, I hated her. And then I got older and realized that she's just a person. She was just a chick and she made, you know, some Some decisions like we all do. Right. Um, And that. I wouldn't necessarily change my life to see how it would have gone the other way. Like I love the people I'm around. I love like, you know, who knows what it could have been. It could have been worse. It could have been better. I don't know, but I'm appreciative for what experience I did have on this planet. And I know that those things had to happen for this. So I kind of got over it as I got older, like in my older teens, kind of, then I became a little apathetic towards her. Mm. Then it became a, okay. Like that indifference. Like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's not that I hated her. But I was just like, eh, you're just kind of there now. Like, now I've been so far removed from you that I don't really know you that well as a human being. I just don't even care to. Right. And then I get this call. And, you know, she's talking to me. 
And, you know, it's sort of awkward because she doesn't really know what to say to me and things like that, how to keep the conversation going. So I'm really doing the work for her, as I do. And I'm realizing in conversation that she's, I mean, I kind of already knew this, but it didn't hit me as much. I think I needed that book to be the catalyst to to this revelation. But she's not really that in tune or in touch with, she has other children. You know what I mean? One, yeah. two, three other children aside from me, and no one's really reaching out to talk to her. And then I just thought about how, like, that is such a crazy sentence. A sentence, when I say that, I mean, like, judicially. Like, to to hit the gavel and say, your sentence, yeah, you made this mistake at age 25 or whatever, you are now sentenced to a lifetime of disregard and negligence from your, <laughs> from your children. That is a wild sentence. It is. I'd much. She probably much rather would have got the gavel hit and got like five years in jail in prison right. <laughs> than to have that be her sentence. Right. And I just thought about that and how I saw that as cruel and unusual punishment. And I thought it was so insane. And I was like, I "Told you guys, Earl had a heart." Yeah. See, there you go. See, there's the balance. There. <laughs> you know, I'm condescending sometimes to talk down to people and I'm impatient to talk shit. And then I come back and I have these epiphanies after I read a book and have a conversation with my mother. And I think, again, that book and the conversations I've been having with people up to this point and then that conversation sparking this idea. And I'm just like, how heartless and negligent and inconsiderate and just cold do I have to be to let this sentence ride out? Yeah. To not to not be a part of this person's life that birthed me, that does love me, but just made mistakes. You know what I mean? And in mm-hmm. and, and in that came a mending that I didn't necessarily know was going to happen. All I all I could really think about, and it sounds kind of corny, was how can I help this woman? Like if it's in my power, with just I'm not going out. All I got to do is make some phone calls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If it's in my power to help mend this person's heart and give them some solace, like, why would I not do that? You know what I mean? So all these things came together and it was and it was a, an epiphany and it, an epiphany. It hit me like no other. And I don't remember exactly the last time I had an epiphany that was quite as strong. Oh, yeah. But it I it was so strong to me that I had to go and look up the word epiphany. Damn. Because I needed to know exactly what it was. And it struck me very strongly. Listen, a sudden intuitive perception of or insight into the reality or essential meaning of something. Usually, now this is the interesting part because we get that. Usually initiated by some simple, homely, or commonplace occurrence or experience. So that's what's interesting about an epiphany is it's supposed to come from something that you would feel like is everyday or something that's not, you know, it shouldn't have to be like I went skydiving and and saved a baby that was also falling from an airplane while I was skydiving. And then, you know what I mean? Like it shouldn't it shouldn't have to be all of that to have it. It's more so just something commonplace that happens like me finishing a book, a great book, and then having a phone call in, in that moment. It just the floodgates of just like consciousness and understanding opened up and I just opened my eyes. And through that, you know, I, I feel like just my respect for people and just women, it's you know, just catapulted. I think that's super commendable because um, 
I think it takes a certain type of person to really kind of look within themselves and really think about the feelings of others, even though I, I feel like I'm saying that, like, it's not easy to think about the feelings of others, but for some people it is. Right. Um, Right. But I, I think that's I think that's awesome that even after all these years, you were able to still just kind of like think about it from her perspective and 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 kind of just kind of just ask yourself, you know, is did did it did it fit the crime? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 pretty much what it is. It it, it it couldn't happen any stronger. Like it was. It was a beautiful time in my life, honestly. It was it was like very overwhelming. I mm. called my uh, my stepmother about it and talked to her, and she was almost in tears about it. She was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Because oh my God. because it, you know, oh my God, like, but she wasn't really doing all that. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making fun of her now, like, "Oh my God!" She was like, "It's gonna be so good for you. Uh. It's gonna be amazing." And, and to be honest, until she said that again, I hadn't even thought about how it would be for me. I just thought about, yo, know, like, I should help this woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, you're right. But it, it does mend a lot. And it, it's it's definitely beautiful. And so I definitely, I definitely stand by that. I'm an advocate for that. I think that's awesome, man. Try, trying to mend the wounds, man. Trying to mend the wounds. Anything else pressing on your side, Mr. Harris? We've gotten uh, deep in this one. We did. This, we this did. One, this one was very deep. A few, few Absolutely. laughs. Few laughs, but definitely a lot of very, very thought-provoking, emotional, you know, emotion-provoking conversation for sure. You gotta, gotta leave, gotta leave the the the, the listeners and or consumers. Yes, uh, you know, leave them on their toes. You, you know, they never know what they're gonna get from us. That's a thought, nigga. Know? Some I wait, nigga. I don't know what we gonna get from us sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before we gonna spend thirty minutes talking about DJing at the beginning of this. Like, who thought that was gonna be a thing? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have anything pressing, sir, that you would like to tell the people? Not your any last words, but if you have something pressing, then let's do it. Uh, you know. I don't really have too many things pressing today. Um, yes. I got, I definitely got some, some good shit that I want to talk about soon, mm, but, um, cliffhanger cliffhangers. Um, mm. so yeah, would man, you, so I, would you like to hit the people with your last words? Sir? Uh, sure. Sure. I'm gonna hit the people with my last words. Um, you know what? I think it's, I think what me and Earl talked about today is a very huge topic. I think a lot of people see their own friendships from different, uh, different perspectives, um, and it's good if you're able to recognize what type of friend you are and what type of friend your fr the people you surround you are. Um, and I think, you know, I think this this pod will make you question, you know, uh, you know, am I friends with these with with said person for the right reason? Um, mm -hmm. Am I just holding on to this? Um, what exactly is this doing for me? Yes. Um, I think that I think if you listen to this pod, you're going to probably ask yourself the same questions about, you know, some of the people that you keep around. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to slightly piggyback off that. This has been a really deep pod. What I'm going to say is I, I would implore listeners to at least just start with having this conversation with a friend. Yes. Just, just this conversation. I mean, that's a huge step. I would, I would implore. And if, and if you can start with the idea of asking them, what is it in our relationship, whoever you may be, our relationship that you feel like you may not be getting or maybe that you feel like I'm lacking on or I'm dragging my feet. I'm not fulfilling you in whatever sort of way. Like, let's just as friends, as as beings on this planet that are going that are really just experiencing a blink of an eye in the macro sense. Right. We have to 
this life is so fleeting. You know what I mean? So let's just take the time to appreciate, to genuinely appreciate and love one another and speak our minds. At some point in life, you're going to be dead. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all of this, all of this is going to be gone for you. Yeah. And if there is, if you do believe in some sort of inkling that your consciousness will remain, you might be looking back like that wasn't a big deal. Why the fuck did I not say that to that person? Uh-huh. Why did I not see this, acknowledge it? Like, why was I so scared to confront this? It wasn't really that big of a deal. So look into yourself, look out for your, for your loved ones, love yours in the, in the great words, J Cole. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, do that. Do that. Come back to me. See see what you got for me. All right. <laughs> All right, man. This was a good one. Another, another yes. In the Bookington. Woo! Another accomplishment. Another one down.